Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Coaching Call podcast. On this podcast, we'll cover various types of coaching by trainers in sports, martial arts, fitness, and business. We'll discuss each coach's methods to getting the most out of their respective athletes or clients and how they attempt to change the platform in which they coach. Join us on a fun adventure as we discuss unique coaching styles. Coaching is a universal part of how we get others to get something done. Join your host, Raphael, and his guests on this unique journey in coaching. Hi, I'm Sifu Raphael, and this is the Coaching Call Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. Good morning, Vamsi. Thank you so much for joining me on Coaching Call. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Rafael. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. I'm ex- excited to talk to you because you are a person who helps leaders become a better leader. So you help them skyrocket, if you will, from their leadership position to like to the top, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Great, great. So before we get into how you do that and even what motivated you to do that, tell us about where you grew up, who influenced you when you were a little guy running around, climbing fences and getting in trouble. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm basically uh, originally from India mm-hmm. um, and I've been uh, in India for almost like first 20 years of my life. And after that, I went to Singapore, worked there for a couple of years and came to U.S. and been living here for close to 20 years now. Mm, nice. So when I was younger, Rafael, I always uh, wanted to be in the computer science. The reason behind, it's not that I like computers. It's not that I'm a good programmer. When I was in uh, my middle school, first time I experienced computers. Mm. Everything outside was very warm very hot you know in india it's a it's it's a hot hotter and hottest three three (laughs) three seasons in india so first time i entered into the computer room uh, in my middle school i felt like wow this is some so good it's cool it's like air conditioned inside all other Mm -hmm. rooms are not air conditioned and i thought like okay this is the field i think i wanted to go in Mm. and uh, subconsciously i got programmed and after my uh, engineering diploma, I got into the computers and uh, I spent my almost 23 years of my life in that field. Oh, wow. So you you said something very interesting and you said in India it's hot or it's hotter. And that's why the spices are so amazing, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it also depends on which part of India you're from. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are further south, the spice level are going to be much more hotter than compared to in the north. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, one of one of the things that um, a lot of people that I know they're like, "Man, you really like spicy food." I'm like, "Yeah, because I can, I, it, it fires me up, if you will, right?" Right, so, right. Yeah, I love Indian food. I, I and Pakistani food, and I have friends of mine. Every time there's a particular friend that I visit in in Texas, and every time I visit him, we always go to Pakistani or Indian restaurants. Always. There which you go. I love, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Always like a, you, you find a different level of spice uh, mm. based on the food that you're choosing in Indian, uh, basically like most of South South Indian and uh, yeah, Asian. Yeah, yeah. So tell me who, when you were living in India and you, you walked into this really cool room and all the other rooms were hot or hotter, you walked into this room and obviously we need to have, especially for servers and so forth, the room has to be cool so everything works well. Besides getting that first impression is like, wow, I want to be in this room. There's something special about this room. But who would you say was a big influence in you during that time, whether it was in that room or another room that you said, wow, I like what they're doing, or I like what they're saying, or they taught me a great lesson. Yeah, yeah. A lot, lot of people uh, influenced me when I was growing up. Uh, I came from very humble um, family, Rafael. My mom and dad used to work, and uh, 
I always used to be on my own, not like a daycare system in India at that point. Mm. So since like my, my elementary school, I used to walk back home and uh, everything is on my own. So during that time, I started like modeling few few people, like maybe a couple of uh, years younger than me and started like, okay, that kid can do that. I can do that too. That mm. kind of like a mentality, I got it. While getting into the computer science, uh, not only like because it's like very cool and very uh, uh, comfortable place, I started seeing people who are creating possibilities, who never mm-hmm. left their hometown, and uh, they are uh, traveling around the world and making really, really good living. I thought like, yeah, if they can do that, I think I can do that too. So this is something that subconsciously got programmed when I was younger. Right? Now, since you asked this question, those thoughts are coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. Who is that person? Like many people, uh, some some my family members, some like uh, the friends, of the family members and uh, those are the ones like I planted those seeds and uh, I just modeled them. Success is all about modeling somebody who is doing what you wanted to be doing. We can go in two different directions. One, we can go and figure everything out on our own. The second option is if there's an availability, just model somebody who is already successful and uh, see what time they're getting up, what is their routine like, what books they're reading Mm. and uh, what what kind of like rituals they're building, the systems that they're creating for themselves and uh, just to reprogram that into our, our personal life. Well, you know, you, you talk about modeling and there is so many different avenues that people model in, if you will, right? Because if you follow the wrong crowd, you can easily model bad behavior, bad habits, Um, You can pick up smoking, you can pick up drugs, you can pick up vandalism, you can pick up so many negative things, but you chose positive. You chose what time are they waking up? Most kids are not thinking that. Mm. They're not like, if they wake up early, why do they wake up early, right? That's a question that a lot of people still struggle with is even getting up, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think the best way uh, to model is read their success patterns. Everybody, every author who writes a book, pretty much they are giving away their life's journey Mm. in the form of like maybe 200 pages, maybe 500 pages. If you are able to just go through that, you understand uh, who they are and like what are the things because you don't have to agree with every single thing what the author, what the coach, what the mentor, what the influencer is talking about, but uh, you can pick whatever you like from that. Definitely, they're not going to be saying, uh, hey, you need to uh, do like a smoking or like maybe go to bar, all these things. Uh, yeah, so pick pick the right mentors and pick right the people. Sometimes like maybe books are the best friends. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you are having your breakfast and listening to Elon Musk or maybe listening to one of the successful businessmen, you are pretty much having a breakfast with them, right? While you're drinking your morning coffee, uh, we, not, not everyone get an opportunity to drink a coffee with them, but mm-hmm. by just getting into their uh, area, like uh, their aura, uh, listening to their podcast, listening to their interview or uh, reading their books, we can get into very close to them. Yeah, yeah. And and thank you for bringing that up because a lot of people, you know, they say, wow, I can't afford to go to that conference. I can't afford this. I can't. And it's that mentality of I can't, I can't, I can't. But you could afford something. So earlier I was telling you about one of my employees and I was telling her, how she needs to pick up more books. She needs to start reading. And I have one of my offices, I have a library. And I said, well, come read a book. And then she goes, there's a particular book I want to buy. But it's $100. And I said, and? She goes, it's $100. Mm. And I said, and? And she goes, oh, I don't know if I want to spend that. I said, you know what you're doing? I said, you, you're saying no to an opportunity. I said, what you have to do is figure a way to make it happen. It's an investment. Whether it was $100 or $1,000 or 
or $10,000, if it's important enough, you'll do it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. This this is also uh, the language that we are using, Rafael, is, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be really, really crucial here. Most of the people, they say, I can't afford this. The cushion, maybe they should be asking themselves is how can I afford this? Mm-hmm. By just changing few words here and there, that's completely going to put them in a different dimension, right? Yeah. Uh, and and uh, the thing is, it's not about the affordability. It's about what is the cost of not taking that action? Mm. Right? For your employee, for example, you, you might have referred a book and that book uh, is going to help him or her to get extra maybe $10,000, $20,000 bonus next year. And uh, they're thinking this is a $100 book and they're not picking up that book. So what is the cost of not taking that action is $9,900. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how like uh, uh, everyone should think and uh, always ask the question, how can I afford this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's the value that we put in. Mm-hmm. She drives really nice BMW. Yeah. But for her to say, and she's got a really nice car. She's always wearing designer clothing. And for her to say, I can't afford $100. I'm right. like, where's your priority? Right, right. right? Yeah. So it's, it's also setting priorities as to what's important in your life. So thinking about priorities, setting setting boundaries also, right, is an important aspect of achieving more right mm-hmm. and that's what you teach people so out of all the different people who've influenced you as a young adult as a young man is there one that stands out for you i think uh, uh the, the very first person that always influences me is is, is the version of inside of me mm. it's it's all about the story that i'm telling it to myself Mm. And that story is, is my first inspiration. And we all have the same opportunity, uh, Rafael, is uh, wh- what are we telling it to ourselves? Yeah. What, are what are we consistently saying to our, our inner self? That's, that's the first inspiration. That's, that's always like a being with me before I, I even know any influencer. Uh, one one uh, simple story that I wanted to share. Uh, uh, I started my career when I was in 19. 19. Uh, mm. back in India, and I was making about uh, $30 a month. Mm. And uh, for me, at that point, I'm a huge success. None of oh. my friends are making any money. Throughout my school, I was always C- minus student. I was not like uh, the topper. I was not even close to any of the subjects that get B, B+. If somebody like sometimes like accidentally get a B+, I used to like maybe say, oh my God, like I think somebody wrote my name on their paper. that's not me so that uh, so the person who started influencing me was uh, how can i uh how can i get into the next level so i stayed in india for about uh, two and a half years in the same job i was enjoying it i was learning it i was mastering my uh, craft all the time and suddenly i came to know there are some opportunities outside of my comfort zone and uh, for that, I need to just take my first uh, uh, step towards that uh, the zone that I'm not comfortable with. And I decided to take that step. And very first step, I not only 10x my income, I 100x. The very mm-hmm. first step I took, step out from my comfort zone, I immediately got 100x uh, result. And that is the beginning of me started thinking what is impossible for me right now? And start asking that question over and over again. And that question helped me to create like so many uh, possibilities that I was not even thinking about creating in my life. So that's, uh, that's I think like the big, big motivator. And along the journey, like in the past uh, 13 years, uh, I spent a very, very good time with the people like Tony Robbins, Robin Sharma, Brendan Bouchard, Vishen Lakhiani, uh, Louis House. There are so many other mentors who helped me. I had like a opportunity to get mentored 
uh, one on one and uh, be part of like a lot of programs and uh, every every single mentor it's it's all about like uh, changing that uh, two two millimeters in my thought process mm-hmm. added value uh, yeah still like i have so many coaches right now i'm working with and uh, always believe in that uh, because i'm bypassing this learning curve i wanted to get uh, maybe their 10 years learning in less than 10 months and the same way i do i ha- offer help for my clients as well how mm-hmm. can you take your game how can you uh, bypass your uh, timeline so you have a goal that you thinking about achieving it in 10 years how can you get there faster maybe in 6 months maybe in 10 months maybe in a year mm. and that's why everybody has to hire you so that they don't waste 10 years trying to accomplish something that they can do in either 6 months or 12 months you know one of the things that's why i love coaching so much because it is that right you want to have somebody coach you who's already done it not somebody who's thinking about doing it not somebody who wants to do it or somebody who just did it but somebody who has the experience who has their ups and downs who is not always successful they've had failures because to me a coach is somebody who's been in the trenches but is also still in the trenches like you are mhm absolutely absolutely this, this is a journey every single day there is something new that uh, i'm learning mm. about myself i'm also yeah. learning something about that i don't know in the in the area of personal growth the moment i feel like i know something and when i surrounded with people who are doing 10 times bigger i get to know oh i know very little about this i wanted to even spend more time and uh, learn, learn more on that particular topic so this is never ending journey and also this is one of my core values uh, never stop improving myself mm. never stop improving is uh, always the mantra and uh, that's that's uh, i think like i would recommend everyone no matter what field that you are in you're a doctor or engineer or maybe a management expert always spend some time on improving your craft and uh, that's that's how uh, you 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 get better this mm-hmm. is something that i learned from uh, after reading sam walton uh, the founder of uh, walmart and right. uh, during during uh, his funeral his wife shared something really really uh, important for all of us and uh, the point she shared was sam walton spent more time on the competitor stores than his own store mm. and when i first heard like it does not make any sense after processing it i understand he was learning from them yeah. he was learning from the competition he was learning from how can i improve my craft the reason walmart some people love it some people hate it it's not about that store it's about how he created something from nothing yeah. it became one of the world's biggest store mm-hmm. right so i think i think like it's all about uh, uh, there are million lessons that we can learn from all the successful people whether you're reading sam walton or andrew carnegie or napoleon mm-hmm. hill uh, it's a thing is improve your craft every single day uh, for 30 minutes and over the year you are going to be spending about 180 hours on your craft mm-hmm. just follow this one simple strategy you will become the best in your organization maybe best in your town maybe best in your industry very soon mm-hmm. but you have to start right <laughs> you can you can't wish it it doesn't happen right, right. and so right. many people wish they look at somebody in either in a beautiful house a beautiful car and they're like i want what they have but you know some people listen the the, the hiltons they worked started the hotel business but their kids didn't do nothing. Paris Hilton and I'm not, I'm not calling her out but she didn't do anything to earn the money that she's got. So that's a different story but her dad he did he did all the things to make it happen. He had an idea, he had a dream and if you listen to his story it's where he came and there's hiltons all over the world and also with walmart right when we think about his story it, it's it's very interesting he used to go with his partner to different like you said 
competitor stores mm-hmm. and some of them were terrible and he would do a, i remember the story he w- he did a walk through a store and his partner said what well, he goes one way i go the other way and when they came back he goes what'd you see and his partner's like oh it was a mess it was this and that and he goes yeah but did you see this area no, I didn't see that area. It was amazing. They had, you know, 40 of these, but we, in our store, we only have 10. Why do they have 40? Why do we have 10? Let's look at it. I also took notes and I wrote down the manufacturers. Let's contact them and let's make our store look like that. And then he goes, and how about this area? Oh, that was terrible. No, did you see? So it's it's finding opportunity even in chaos, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. We need to start somewhere mm-hmm. in order for you to go to the next level or next uh, phase in your business. You need to start somewhere. And many people, they think I'll start tomorrow and the tomorrow will never, never comes. And some people, they they also really creative and smart. Uh, and they say something like this. I'll go to gym when I get my six pack abs. That's right. Yeah, uh, six pack apps. You'll never get it until like you start going there every single day. And uh, yeah, you, n- you need to start somewhere and start today. And this is the best time of the year. Uh, we are just getting started with 2023. And uh, by by the time you complete this year, you are going to be in the top, maybe a few percent in, in your entire industry if you start applying this. I, I, I love that. But you know what happened Every year, they have a a, a date in mind. It's January 19th. And January 19th is when all the gyms lose a lot of people. Because everybody goes January 1st, January 2nd, January 3rd, and they go for two weeks. And then they're like, oh, it's too much work. Too much effort. I got to wake up. I got to do this. I'm not doing that. And so they forget the goal that they set. And it was a temporary goal. So one of the things that you said, and and I I agree with you a thousand percent, you will become the expert, but not if you quit. Correct. Right? Not if you quit. And so believe it or not, you know, as a martial arts instructor, I've not only taught martial arts, I've taught people in business, I've taught... I'm fortunate that I, I'm an entrepreneur and I have several different types of businesses, not just one, because I would be bored out of my mind if I only did one thing. That's just me. That's my personality. But I've had so many people quit at all different levels, including Brown Belt, one step away mm. from achieving what they wanted. Right. And then there's people who achieve a black belt. And then quit. Mm. Why? Because you got here and then all of a sudden you're good enough? I don't think so. Mm. I think in order for you to be a black belt, and I'm talking to everybody who's a black belt, everybody who's an entrepreneur, everybody who's a business person. The minute you quit being amazing at something because you think you're good enough, you just failed. Just failed. So a black belt to me is somebody who continually trains. A person, an entrepreneur is somebody who's always looking for opportunities. Mm. A business person needs to always evolve, right? Because what are they doing? Either you evolve like blockbusters stopped evolving. Netflix took over. Right. 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 Yeah. Absolutely, uh, Rafael. That's that's a powerful reminder. This is this is like almost it's never ending. Mm-hmm. Never stop improving is going to be only thing that you need to be keeping in your mind, no matter what you're doing. It related to your business, related to your finances, related to your relationships, your health, your fitness, your spirituality. Always, always, always push, go for extra rep, and mm-hmm. uh, invest a little bit more. And uh, this is uh, this is like I always share with a lot of lot of my clients. There are three types of investments people can make. Uh, type one, for example, if somebody have like a twenty thousand dollar bonus that year, if they are like working in the corporate, they can go and buy like maybe a nice uh, home theater equipment 
but $20,000. They say like, that's a good investment. I really enjoy watching movies. And that's type one. And the type two, uh, people can go and put into uh, maybe NASDAQ or one of the um, S&P stocks. And they just feel that, okay, if the market is going up and they feel really, really happy about that investment because they are tying their happiness to based on somebody that they don't even have control on. Uh, that's the type two of investment. And if the market goes down, obviously they feel that, oh my God, like I'm, I made a bad investment. Mm. So they always like a fluctuate between up and down and they, they never be happy in that any moment. Uh, and the type three investment is all about investing in your personal growth, investing on the skills that can support you throughout your life. Example, Maybe you are good at whatever you are doing, but you are not a great communicator. By investing a little bit into your communication is going to help you, not just for the current job that you are in, it's going to help you for the rest of like any job that you are going to be doing it. The best thing that you can do is uh, share the idea with somebody in an effective way. That's I think like maybe the highly paid uh, the skill that you should have. Or maybe you can start investing in your mindset Maybe whatever that happening in your life based on the current uh, programs that are running in your mind. And I know you go and buy a new iPhone or Android phone every 12 months, every 24 months when somebody releases something, but uh, it's not you are investing into your personal growth. Mm-hmm. So the moment you start investing into things like that about uh, a skill, maybe your mindset, maybe a new technology, uh, that can help you, that can save you a lot of time. And uh, the third investment always is the one going to get you going. First right. two are, are okay, but like uh, not not for long long run. No, without a doubt. And, and I love the, the fact that you, you, you're talking about the investments and the, the three ways, what you, how you can handle an increase, uh, uh, found money. Because a lot of people, they take a bonus, and they know they have a bonus coming, right? And they already spend it before <laughs> they even get it. And what happens if something happens with your company and, oh, sorry, no bonus this year. Now what? Mm. Oh, my gosh. I already spent, uh, I, I blew all this money. I already paid for this stuff. Now I, what am I going to do with it, right? How am I going to pay for it? And I love the fact that you talk about the the way we should invest in ourselves. I'm constant, and I know you are too. I'm constantly investing in me mm-hmm. because the the best commodity that I know is this guy right here, right? And if I cannot invest in me, listen, you talked about an iPhone and all that. I have an iPhone seven, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "You make you make good money. Why are you? Why do you have a seven? I'm like, I'm waiting for the 20. <laughs> I don't care. You know, people like, you should be driving like a really fancy. I don't care. For those, are, those are material things. Mm. The most important thing for me is this computer that's in my head. That's what I want to invest in. That's why I put all my money. That's what really triggers me. Those, that's, those are the triggers that help me elevate my state of being, if you will. I want to talk to you about what motivated you to realize that India was not where you, you were born in India, but it's not where you needed to be. You went to Singapore and then you realize, wait a minute, Singapore is not where I need to be. What made you, what was those moments in time for you that made that transition? Absolutely, absolutely. This is, this is so uh, funny. Uh, I'll share a story, what sure. happened. Uh, so I was super happy uh, living in Singapore. One thing uh, with Singapore is you can't own any car. Mm. So you need to... You can own a car. That means like uh, you, first of all, you need to pay 10 times almost the, uh, the taxes that we pay here to own a car. For example, if car is uh, uh, $50,000, 
and you need to pay almost the same amount of money to government to get a permit to drive the car for 10 years. And mm. after 10 years, you have to send that car outside of that country or you need to scrap it because mm. Singapore is such a pretty country. They don't want any old car <laughs> on the roads on this country. And I was working for the same project um, by Singapore government when I was in Singapore. And I know all these numbers. And I always wanted to have a fast car, drive yeah. a fast car. <laughs> and one day uh, after my work, uh, I was sitting uh, in the bus stop because public transportation is pretty good in Singapore. Mm. Uh, I was waiting for my bus and one car went really fast in front of me. And I asked myself, when can I own that car? Mm. My next immediate thing is I need to open my laptop and see how much that, because I have the program, because I was working for that, uh, the project, I saw mm. if I work 10 plus years and I save all the money that I was making, then I can get that fast car. Said so like, mm. no, I don't want to work 10 years and just like maybe waste my life. And uh, I applied for a job in US. My intention is I can buy a car. Mm. <laughs> That was the intention. That's why you went to the U.S. Yeah. So I went to the U.S. immigration office for my visa. Everybody's like going there was pretty nervous. They're mm. thinking, oh, my God, like they're going to be asking me some questions. How I'm going to be answering those questions. For me, only thing in my mind is car. <laughs> and uh, the gentleman. One objective. Yeah. The gentleman who was in the uh uh, the other, other side of the U.S. consulate, he, he was asking the questions to me. I gave my papers, everything. And my first job was in Columbus, Ohio. Mm. And that was in uh, around like November, December of uh, that year, the winter winter time. Mm. He asked that, you have a, such a wonderful job here. You are the project leader. I was a project leader for Citibank at that point. Mm. And uh, why do you want it to go from such a beautiful place to Columbus, Ohio? I looked at say, I don't know exactly like where Columbus, Ohio is. I'm going there to buy a car. <laughs> and uh, he said like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we both laughed for a few minutes. He asked like, okay, tell me what car that if I give you a visa, what car you wanted to buy? I said, I'm going to buy a BMW X5. Okay. Looks like you're very certain your visa is granted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was that was my uh motivation to come to us for the first yeah Bamzi, uh, yeah. that was only a 10-year visa but you you what happened after 10 years so that's that's only actually three-year visa oh a three-year visa yeah so the the uh, h1 visa system uh Initially, when I, when I first came in, they used to give three years. And mm -hmm. after three years, I can renew for three more years. Right. So within the first three years, my employer applied for my green card. Mm. And uh, uh, I got lucky at the point uh, after, without even completing the three years, I got my green card uh, in, the, in, the, in the right state. So I did not get a chance to like renew my visa at all. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, because obviously you must have been really good for the, for him to want to help you out that way, right? Because yeah. had you been okay, he would have said, okay, you're on your own, right? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. So you, your, your work ethic, your desire to be better, your desire to constantly grow and change, because if you remain the same, my God, how boring would that be, right? Mm -hmm. But that's, I think, why your employer decided I'm going to invest my time and my energy into helping you, right? 100%, 100%. And uh, on, on the same notes, like sometimes we never know our superpowers, but uh, people around us, they can notice us and they can they can share, hey, I think you are good for this. And the same way, I got uh, got an opportunity to get into from software development into managing people. Initially, I thought I was not going to be uh, good at it. Mm. But some people around me, they noticed that I think you're going really good at it based on the feedback, based on 
everything what we are hearing from um, your colleagues and your uh, other team members. And uh, yeah, I just uh, started believing in, in myself and I started like uh, seeing myself, oh, they're believing in me more than I'm believing in myself. I should be start investing more onto myself. That's how mm -hmm. that uh, my journey started. That's beautiful. Uh, you know, when we think about just the fact, I mean, it's it's impressive that somebody took the energy to invest in you, right? But then all other other people also saw it, not just your boss, but other, your colleagues and so mm -hmm. forth. When did you decide that, wow, whatever I'm doing here is truly working? When did you decide to say, you know, this is the avenue I want to head in? Because you could have made a left, you could have made a right, or you could have gone straight. But you took a right, right? Because straight would have been you're still working for that person, mm -hmm. right? Left, you could have left that company and gone to a sim similar company. But you didn't. You made a right. Why did you make a right turn? In your new car. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. So the first thing that I noticed that I got an opportunity to spend uh, a lot of time with the really, really successful people. Mm -hmm. I really st uh, still feel that that's a great opportunity I had in my life. Uh, not only uh, sitting next to them, because I, I told you I came from like very humble education background. Mm -hmm. I never been to any school in US, but I used to uh, sit next to a lot of like really, really talented people. And... Uh, the more time that I spent with them, Rafael, I noticed that they're really, really good at playing the game from mm -hmm. one side of the court. You know, if mm -hmm. they go to the other side, they're pretty weak. Mm -hmm. They don't even have any um, uh, maybe appetite even to play from other side of the court. Mm -hmm. And uh, I realized that I don't want to be that playing that game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started seeing that uh, uh, at the same time on the personal growth industry, I started spending time with Tony Robbins and uh, many other mentors uh, going going to their conferences, going to uh, spending time on reading their materials and uh, listening to their audio books. And at that time, like a series on my car, always like on the way to work every day, 60 minutes listening and repeating the same thing, like a Jim Rohn and uh, mm -hmm. uh, many, many people. And I realized that I really wanted to have a life that always excites me, not like drains my energy. And the mm -hmm. people that I was surrounded with in the corporate world, always bringing a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. They know what they're doing is not exactly like uh, coming from their heart. They're doing it because somebody asked them to do it and it's going against their values. Mm -hmm. And uh, the moment I identified there is a better place, there is a better, better way I can spend my time, I started my uh, coaching program uh, with just one client. So one starts, client, right? Yeah, that's how everything starts. A lot of people, they think I need to have uh, many things. Uh, till date, I don't even have a, a formal website. So the website, like maybe scrolling through right now, it's just a reflection of one thing that I do. It's not about me. It's not about anything. Mm. Just uh, one activity that we do, part of like maybe three, four other things that uh, I do. And uh, one of my mentors uh, very early in my coaching career said, Vamsi, you don't need to have a business card. You don't need to have uh, any website to be a successful coach. Mm. And uh, at first I felt like, uh, no, 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 everyone around me are building like, a, I, I just launched my $5,000 website. I just created this campaign. What are you talking about? And later I realized he was 100% true. We don't need any of those things to start. Mm -hmm. And uh, I still believe in that, uh, uh, the one word that I got it maybe seven, eight years ago. And uh, yeah, run, running this, start with one person. And that person, I gave my best to, uh, to that person for three months. And uh, he completely transformed. And he started sharing about what happened to him with his friends. And they are coming, uh, they came to me and uh, uh, it, it was it was a journey. And the mm. person who started with me is still with me uh, until now. It's been five plus years mm. and, uh, and nobody's going to be sticking with somebody uh, if they're not getting no. maybe uh, 10x <laughs> value, sure. right? So sure. 
Yeah, we always like laugh and uh, uh, he always says that every hour I'm spending with you, I'm gaining at least like a 10 months of knowledge. So, mm-hmm. which is also like, I, I, I keep doing what I'm doing, like spending more time on upgrading my mindset, upgrading uh, my thought process, upgrading uh, uh, everything everything around me. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So you started with one client and I actually know one of your clients Brandon and he and he was on my show and I just got to tell you I love him he's amazing and I know you love him too and he introduced us and and you partnered with him and you guys are doing something exceptional right but what did you see in him because he told me that you spoke into him and he was like I got to be with Vamsi I have to right so what did you see in this young man? Yeah, absolutely. So we first met in uh, one of the uh, conferences we both were attending by uh, Louis House. Mm-hmm. That was about like a 4.45 in the early fall uh, evening. Uh, the temperature... Oh, excuse me one second. My apologies. I usually shut everything off. <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. This is Ryan Real, right? So that was like 4.45 in the morning and yes. we both are uh, in a uh, playground with uh, with a couple of other uh, participants for the uh, conference and uh, it was an early morning workout mm. by one of the NFL players who was the one like running. It's called a pain of deck. Mm. So you choose the card, he, he pick a number, like maybe a 10, 8, 9, 10 and we need to do that many reps that many times. Nice. So if, if you get eight, that means like eight, eight times eight of uh, push-ups or burpees or, so it was pretty intense workout. We both are like uh, uh, standing next to each other, sweating. And I looked at him and uh, say, Hey, looks like you're killing it. And he said, like, you're doing the same. <laughs> That's how the conversation started. And later we got connected and asked him one question. Uh, w- why you are doing what you are doing? He said like he was a YouTuber and he said something that stuck on my mind. And he said, I'm, I'm creating an impact for a billion people to communicate better. And I asked him, how old are you? He said like I was 22, 23. Wow, this is, this is very uh, significant. The number and also the clarity in your tone. And uh, I asked him, hey, let's connect after, after this, uh, the conference. Maybe two weeks later, we got connected and uh, I saw so many uh, great things in him. And uh, I felt like uh, he's not 22. He's like maybe 70 year soul living in a 20, 20 year body. And uh, after that, we, we, we gone through a couple of other conferences together. At one point, we decided, I think let's work together and uh, create, create a business. And uh, that's, I think... Uh, uh, one of the best things that we did and uh, it's not about the business it's about the impact that we are creating in order well, you you attended uh, one or two of our free trainings and uh, those free trainings we reached out to almost 25 countries even some of the country names we don't even know where those countries are we always like uh, go and check oh my god like this is somewhere in the uh, europe somewhere in the asia and uh, we reached more than like 4000 uh, people and uh, we have one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have one training tomorrow. And always like uh, uh, we, we are helping people. And uh, in the past three years, yeah, it's, it's been a phenomenal journey. Yeah. When, when I attended the training, you guys, you do such a, a great job of getting everybody involved, getting everybody to participate, because that's part of any event. If you go to an event and you sit in the corner and you talk to nobody, you might as well have stayed home, right? Because if you're not going to be part of it, how can you get anything out of it? Right? Exactly. It's exactly. almost like like that, that, that saying, if you're not in it, you can't win it, right? So, so you, you guys are doing this and you have an event tomorrow, right? And why is it that you guys are constantly doing these free events and they have so much value? It's incredible. Right, right. So w- w- what we are doing, Rafael, is we are uh, trying to walk the talk. 
if you mm. remember part of the free trainings what we always say visibility is profitability mm. visibility is profitability if you are a good author you are a good uh, maybe a technician and you are hiding in your basement nobody can find you like who you are you wrote mm. a book and the book is just sitting in like maybe on your table uh, how can like world get to experience what you put onto the book right so this is this is a mantra for all of us i think like if you really wanted to be successful you need to be stepping into any platform and start sharing what you are really believe in true is and like that's that's how you get that visibility Uh, and you don't want to be the best author in the world. No, you want to be the most read, though. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You 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 wanted to be the best-selling author, and mm-hmm. you become the best-selling author only you step outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. That is how. Uh, yeah, we've been we've been like doing it, and that's that's the reason behind because we don't know uh, how many people are going to get this be- uh, benefit from this program. Uh, and if you are not uh, registered yet it's a it's a pretty simple website rockstarcommunicator.com and we run this free trainings two times a month and uh, you can register and you can come to one of our sessions it's completely free only thing that we ask is show your best version and completely uh, come out with empty cup so that way you can you can take a lot of lot of information lot of knowledge and you can apply it right away and you don't have to join any of our programs if you take that and apply that maybe later if you message us that's that's i think like a best gift we feel that wow whatever the work that we are putting in you are getting some results and uh, taking taking uh, action on that sorry about that you said rockstarcommunicator.com yes rockstarcommunicator.com yeah easy enough for people to go so think about it's not a hair band place but if you have long hair you can still join right <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right right yeah and you guys have fun doing it i can see you guys have challenges you have um you have people actually doing it's not a webinar where you just sit and you watch you actually have to participate you do things you have people write things you have people kind of learn at the same time and so many people i was reading the comments when i was on it last time and people were like whoa this is incredible i already feel like i can really start to to understand my own message because a lot of time that's where people have a problem right understanding the message that each one of us has a special message but it's how do we get it out yeah start start uh, i think uh, we we all have that uniqueness mm. you need to start uh, auditing what are the unique skills that you have and spend some time and answering that like how many hours in this week i'm going to be spending on these unique skills and the moment you start giving some energy towards that uh, some focus towards those skills automatically those skills and those areas will expand so first uh, allow yourself write down everything all the things that brings you uh, energy that brings you like a happiness that that brings you joy fulfillment and uh, ask the next question how many hours i wanted to dedicate uh, to to just uh, on this particular topic and uh, always remember we have one life that we have right now and if you are doing 40 hours of your time on the things that you don't like mm. and uh, remaining 40 hours maybe you are sleeping and remaining 40 hours you worrying about not doing the things that you like right so we pretty much like ending up and uh, this is uh, also uh, a reminder uh, uh, for all of us rafael is uh, the most expensive place in this planet is not new york city it's not tokyo it's not dubai the most expensive place is graveyard yeah that is where all the dreams all your beautiful like ideas all the wisdom that you have 
going to go mm-hmm. unexecuted and mm-hmm. uh, all of you you are listening to this you're not there yet so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how old are you <laughs> now right. you're 25 or you're 55 or you're 70 doesn't matter you can start something now mm-hmm. you can start asking what is that i really wanted to do what what is something that gives me fulfillment always remember success without fulfillment is is a big failure it truly is it truly is when when I, and i love that you know about the most expensive place and what, the other thing that i attach to that is what are cemeteries full of right mm. not dead bodies dead dreams mm. so you know the thing is when when we have a thought right great it's it's beautiful it's a great thought it's a great idea but if we just let it lie dormant if we don't wake it up if we don't put it on paper and we don't execute so the the most important thing that you're saying and what i'm listening to you is not only should you continue to if you think about a computer it upgrades or you have to throw it in the trash because it's no good so you have to always update and that's why iPhones keep updating eventually i'm not going to be able to keep my 7 even if it's in pristine condition because it's going to be outdated right now i can still use it but eventually i will have to update right but and even though i can still update my phone because they send out update reminders right but we have to do that with us with our mind and with our intentions too right because if we if we plan on something and we live in tomorrow then we're not living in the moment either right yeah so, yeah 100% uh, we we always need to upgrade our uh, thoughts and also we we need to let go of the things that are not serving us Correct. So it's always like a less is more. A lot of people they try to add more into their plate. No, mm-hmm. you need to see what are the things that I can take off from this plate so that way I can go there faster. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, both upgrade as well as eliminate the things that are not serving you anymore. Exactly, exactly. I know we have to go, and I I really want to thank you for your time. You are an exceptional guest. I cannot wait. to see you in person. I'm inviting you right now to come to New York July 13th through the 16th. I'm having a huge conference. It's going to be Heroes Rising Apex. And I'm having guests from all it's an international show. I have people from all over the world coming and you know you definitely need to be there and we'll talk about you know how you can help, what you can do. and i'm letting you know that i would love for you to be there absolutely rafael thanks for the invite uh, yeah, absolutely yeah I'll, i'll definitely add it to my calendar yeah and I'll, i'll send you out some more information everybody have an amazing day bamzi keep doing what you're doing you are changing our world for the better through the people that you're leading so thank you for that absolutely everyone start before you are ready that's right That's right. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.